When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Iconic comeback, in it? You know what I mean? I had two and a half year out the ring, 10 stone ballooned, mental health problems. I just showed the world tonight, everyone suffering with mental health, that you can come back and it can be done. Everybody out there who has the same problems that I've been suffering with, I did that for you guys. You know the truth. Everybody knows I won that fight. And if I can come back from where I come from, then you can do it too. So get up, get over it, and let's do it. Seek help, and let's do it together as a team. I did it for you guys. Welcome to the reaction show for Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. And just before we begin to subscribe to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, you can find us at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, on Podbean, on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, Spotify, all the rest of them. You know where to find us. Get subscribing, get commenting, liking and sharing. So let's get into the meat of the episode. I'm joined by your co-host as always, Jordy Neal. Jordy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. I'm a bit tired. Uh, <laughs> I'll be all. Live some days after the big fight where just can't quite get going, but yeah, um, it was worth staying up for. It certainly was worth staying up for, and it's this episode, uh, I've said it, is going to be a no-holds-barred episode about what we really feel about it. Now, I apologise in advance to our listeners, because I'm not really one that sits there and F's and Jeff's on, on our podcast and completely squares and says all the, the worst cuss words in the world, but I think today actually does deserve them, because last night's result, it was an absolute shambles, an absolute... Well, I'm going to say it's a fucking joke. That's what it is. That was a fucking joke last night. I could not believe that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury were scored a draw by the three judges sat at ringside. It's one of one of the worst robberies I've seen for a long time. And I've seen quite a few over the years. And it's one of the biggest problems in boxing at the moment. Don't you agree? Obviously, yeah. I mean, we spoke about it a couple of times, even since I've been, you know, on the podcast with you. It's like, it, but to me, like... I could see it coming. I, I, I was messaging you during the fight. I was um, messaging other people who, who I speak boxing with. I was just said I can, I can just see this coming, especially with the knockdowns. They were never ever going to let Fury out of America there with, with that decision after being down twice. Just it's just unfortunately it's just what boxing does sometimes. It just gets to the, it gets to the highest stage. You know you got people watching all over the world and then 
boxing just has this stupid habit of just making itself look stupid. And, you know, then people go away and they're not talking about how good the fight was or how amazing Fury is. You know, the little changes Deontay Wilder made, you know, they, they both give everything, but no one's talking about that. They're just talking about, you know, fucking three people on, on the side of the ring who, who have just made it into a farce, really. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm fuming. I'm absolutely fuming with it because after watching that fight, and you think to yourself beforehand, how is this really going to go down? And when the fight started, I thought Tyson Fury came out the first couple of rounds, and I was like, you know what, he's, he's getting himself into this rhythm already, and I'm really impressed with this already. And I can kind of see him going down the stretch in this fashion, and that's how the fight went essentially. And we'll talk about them knockdowns obviously throughout the course of the episode, but he started to go the way I expected to. I thought the first few rounds was probably for people that were you know really intensely scoring this guy like us or casual fans or or even other fellow fighters were scoring it a, a lot of you know the consensus out there at the moment is that there is absolutely no way that Deontay Wilder won them first four rounds but yet one of the judges scorecards he won the first four rounds which I thought was it was fucking ludicrous absolutely ludicrous yeah, that it was crazy like I know I think that was when Fiori was obviously at his best not he you know, he did get tired and, you know, obviously hit the deck a couple of times, but especially them first four or five rounds, you know, I thought he was he was brilliant. But I, as we said last week, that's how I expected the fight to go anyway. I thought, I said to you, like, obviously my prediction was that Wilder would get to him late, but I always thought that just Fury's level and Fury's, Fury's ability would, you know, see him coast the first six rounds. I fully expected that. But how you give them to Wilder, I, I mean, I've watched it back again today. And I just, even if I, like, try and fully give my whole focus just to watch him wild and just trying to, I just still can't give him any of the rounds. But no. obviously someone was giving them to him consecutive, consecutively. And it's just, it's just, it does make you wonder. But I think the my overriding feeling, I know you, you're annoyed and, like, you, you've said to me, like, you're fuming and stuff. And rightly so, rightly people, and rightly a lot of people are. But I'm just disappointed, like, that boxing got to, you know, such a big event and such a big fight, and it's just marred by this again. Every time, every time there's a fucking big fight on, in my mind, it's always just like the judges could play, just could ruin this. Yeah, and they just done it once again, and it's got to be looked at for me, like the way the way of judging. It's just it doesn't work, me. It's, ri- it's ridiculous. Yes. They, they watch on one side of the ring. I think it's got to come to a point where they're watching whether there's one watching at the ring and one on a TV or something, just they've got to move with the times because this can't go on because that, that's one point. It's just, boxing's just going to become like wrestling or whatever. Oh, no. Honestly, Jordy, it's... Um it's becoming an absolute joke, and I think that's kind of the the general consensus uh, for a lot of people out there. A lot of people, fellow fighters, journalists, had this fight to Fury. There was the odd few, which I'll come on to, uh, that was saying, well, how they won it, and I don't fucking know what fight they were watching. Clarissa Shields, the... Uh, I, guess, I guess there's some sort of racial agenda there with her, and, and, you know, Tyson Fury could have knocked him down four, five, six times, and she still would have said, well, they won that fight. And Dan Raphael from ESPN as well, one of the well-regarded journalists, scored it 114-112. He just does it for attention, mate. Probably. That tweet is just not on board attention seeking. And it's sad, really, because of the position he's in. But there's no way he thought, he actually genuinely thought that. I, I actually, I feel bad for Wilder. Because, yeah, I think he lost the fight, but he still gave everything in there. He still put Fiori on his, on his back twice. 
Yeah, you know what I mean, he's still, but like, so sort of what he's done has been overshadowed a little bit. Yes, he, he might have lost the fight fair in the square in most people's eyes, but the fella still fought his heart out, you know what I mean? He didn't leave anything in there either. It made it a great fight. Both of them made it a great fight, and it was a very compelling fight. And I did say on the previous episode that it was going to be a compelling fight it probably wasn't going to be the the prettiest of fights it wasn't going to be what every casual would want to see in a fight but you got two the tale of two halves with a guy that was the boxer uh, going against the puncher and for, for the majority of the fight he, he outboxed him but then when that puncher's chance came, oh, did Deontay Wilder take it? He put him down the first time round, and, and I thought I, I felt like a bit of a flash knockdown that first yeah. one, and then that second one. Oh my god, that second. He's out cold. I know. He's I know. Out cold. I know. He's out cold on the floor, and I'm just like, he ain't getting up. There's no chance. That's just, I think that's just an iconic moment in boxing. Like people look back on that in years to come, and. Like quite selfishly, you know, we introduced our little betting preview, and I thought, there we go. There's the, there's our first tips. <laughs> you know, they're in. We're we're gonna look really good. But <laughs> Tyson Fury had different ideas. But mate, to get up from that, and within a minute of being unconscious on the floor, he's got like his hands behind his back and stuff like that. He's just a, he's just a one-off. And I didn't believe that that Tyson Fury still existed. As I made quite clear last week, I thought, you know, I, I appreciated and respected what he did to come back from his. His personal problems, you know, his personal mental health problems, but I didn't believe that boxer still existed. But how, how wrong was I? Well, I, I'm not going to sit here and hold my hands up and say uh, I was right, but I, I was right. <laughs> I was right. I knew he had it in him. It's easy when you sit and break it down, like to to fight the two people he fought and to have that long out and to do what he did in his personal life with the drugs and the drink, and then come back and fight at that level. It's just it's. You know, I don't think people will truly appreciate it until a good few years, yeah. Do you think that th- even though he didn't win the fight on the cards and he didn't take away the belt, do you still feel it was one of the greatest comebacks that I was referring to in the preview episode? Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe the belt meant fuck all, to be honest. And I don't, I don't say that with disrespect towards world champions or world titles, but I don't think that's, that was the biggest thing for Fiori. Last night, you know, the fact he's getting the what he's getting from fans now all over social media, and he's become like a he's been a hero to a lot of people, but he's, be, he's becoming like a you know a general hero now. Everyone everyone loves him at, at this point, and I think for him to get to get that sort of love, I think is something he's always wanted, whether he admits it or not. Yeah. But sort of, I think in that ring last night was him finally just saying like, you know, I've beaten everything that's that's come my way personally, and in that ring. I don't know. I don't think the result really mattered to him, and I think you've probably seen that. You know, at the end, he was so graceful and so like so respectful at the end. And you know, a couple of years ago, you'd have never got that from Tyson Fury, but. I think last night was just a bit bigger than a, than a WBC belt. I spoke to his uh, younger brother, Tommy Fury, a few months ago uh, at a local show in Manchester, and he said to me about Tyson, about him taking the weight off, he's doing really well at the time, and he said to me, like... Tyson thinks that a lot of people hate him when in fact there's a lot of people out there that that, that love the guy and, and what he's doing and yeah he's made some bad choices in the past and I don't condone some of the choices he's made and he'll admit that himself but for me it was it was in some respects like 
a little bit like Rocky Four when like Rocky goes to to Russia and they're all booing him and by the end of the fight they're all cheering him. Now I know Tyson came and he was getting a lot of cheers anyway, but he's obviously to me he's won over that American audience with the story behind how he's came back uh, and the performance that he put on in the fight when he wasn't expected to put on that type of a performance given that he'd only had two comeback fights against guys that really weren't weren't fit to lace up the boots at the at that point. So for me, it's one of the greatest it's definitely one of the greatest comebacks uh for for a man and and, and for a fighter for sure he's, he's he's won over a lot of people and calling out AJ at the end you know hmm. we've got to start asking the question now where does this fight leave the heavyweight division I think you've got to see Fiori Joshua now I think once the dust settles I don't think I don't think a rematch with Wilder and Fiori will happen because one I think Wilder will probably think I don't really want much part of that again and Fiori will probably say you know what do I have left to prove into like what he said everyone knows I won and I think he'll probably stand by that but can you imagine how big Fiori Joshua is now? That's a lot bigger. Just crazy. It's it's huge, me. But you know, I th- I think Joshua will be a bit, bit, bit bitter today. You know, I don't think he'd. How could anyone have projected that the biggest you know event in heavyweight boxing and it wouldn't even involve Anthony Joshua? I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be too happy about that. So maybe he'll loosen his demands a little bit, and Fiori will come down on his, or Wilder will come down on his, and he can just finally get it on for the. For the greater good, really, but I'd love to see Fiori Joshua now. Uh, everybody wants to see Fury Joshua now. They either want to see the rematch with Wilder or they want to see Fury Joshua. And yeah. it, the difficulty with Fury Joshua is a lot of people know he's, he's making Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren work together for mm-hmm. for this big fight. And obviously, it's going to be a, a difficult negotiation to get them to in the ring because both camps will feel that they are the bigger draw. But I think, yeah, but- I think. I'll just answer it before you before you jump in there. I think at this moment in time, because of the fact Joshua has been a lot more active and obviously he's done all the selling out of stadiums, etc., he's probably going to be a little bit more the bigger draw in this instance. But after that, I, it's it, it definitely it's risen the stock of Tyson Fury tenfold. Yeah, but I'll, the fact that this fight might not happen because of Eddie Ern's ego and Frank Warden's ego, that's just so wrong in itself. It's stupid. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's purely you, my fight is not fighting on your platform. My fight is not fighting on like shut up. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just fucking get the fight on. It, it, that's honestly like I can put it with a lot in boxing. You you'd have to if you if you try and work in the in the industry or you're just a fan. You know there's a lot of shit you've just got to get on with. But that is the big thing that does my head. And like the fight, I don't think it's ever. I don't ever think it's Joshua who doesn't want the fight. And you know people say oh he bottles it. He doesn't like that. I don't think it's Joshua Wilder or Fury. Just comes down to politics, but unfortunately, these politics have been around since long, long before we were born. So I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. And going back to the judges then and the scorecards, there's always going to be a lot of talk about the, uh, the, the you know, these bad scorecards coming in for, for fighters and I don't want to dwell too much on it but really I think the question I've got for, for you and obviously listeners is should they sort of change the way, rip up the script and change the way they do this with judging because it's quite clear that there's there's a massive problem in it, especially now in the past 18 months, how many fights have we seen that have been 
you know, scored very badly, you know, or at least one card has been piss poor. I mean, the, the, the fight last night uh, on Showtime, the Stevenson and Gerdvik fight as well, there was one card on that before the, the, the stoppage happened, which had it 98-92 to fucking Stevenson, which that, that, yeah. was, that wasn't the case. You can't give six rounds to Stevenson in that fight, which we'll come into in a bit. That, again, it's just bullshit, absolute bullshit, and it's ruining, it's ruining events like these because it's leaving a bit of taste in people's mouths. That's what it's doing, but I think the what the point I'm trying to get at really is, if they was to rip the script up here and change the way they do judging, would you want to get people involved that are different? Maybe you know, even maybe even ex fighters. I mean, would would, or would I think that's that... the way, the only way it makes sense. Like uh, as I just said to you before, I don't. I think there's at least one of them, or you know, a different panel has got to got to be watching on TV or from a different angle. They can't. It's, it's sometimes hard to read a fight properly at ringside, and I know that's debatable. People say it's better to watch it ringside or it's better to watch it on the TV, but you've got to allow yourself to have both perspectives. You've got to, you know, see what it looks like on TV and see what it looks like from the ringside, and there's enough people, and there's the technology, and there's the, the money and all that stuff. It can be done, but if you just continue it this way, then you're just going to continue to get the same results. You could, you're always going to have controversy and, you know, maybe people like that, but it, it's getting to the point now where it's like it's ruining a lot of fights, more more fights than it's given any benefit to. So got, something's got to be looked at. And as I said about five, ten minutes ago, they've got to move with the times. There's different ways this can be done now. I've, I've said this for quite a while and we both agree on it and it's just annoying. It's just, I think they've, I feel, I think I feel a bit more incensed about this because of, of, of the way Fury has come back from the brink of, of suicide, got himself into shape, worked so damn hard to get himself to this level and perform against everyone's expectations and then kind of get it snatched away from him. And to be honest with you, the way he reacted to all that at the end was brilliant, absolutely brilliant and classy. And, you know, he could have walked out of the ring, stormed out of the ring, refused to do post-light interviews, absolutely slated people, slated the judges. But you know what? He was really he was really respectful and graceful in, in the post-light interviews and that that just shows how much he's changed uh, as a man yeah, and as a fighter. Yeah, come, doesn't it? And yeah. You know, you, you can't go to where he's been personally and, and not change. And, you know, he, he split opinion a few years ago, but there's probably no bigger, there's no bigger role model in the sport, of, especially in British sport now. And people saying, I've seen some fucking idiot on Twitter today, you know, <laughs> saying, oh, people are forgetting about this guy's homophobic comments years ago or whatever. You know, so what? Like, he's turned, he's turned his life around in more ways than one, you know, stop. Stop just trying to drag up shit from the past just to just to throw shade on him. Just let him enjoy this moment and appreciate the man he is now rather than just dragging up shit from years ago. Yeah. But yeah, the, as you say, it's a bit it's a, one of them where either you you could rant at a lot of things that happened last night and you know, social media is social media is a good place sometimes, but sometimes it gives a voice to the wrong people. Yeah, that's also true as well. How many how many idiots do you see on uh, Twitter and, and Facebook and all the rest of them just chatting shit about their own opinions? And I think there's some absolute ridiculous statements that have come out today, but I'm not going to dwell too much on that. Let's just talk about Wilder then. Obviously, the focus has been a lot on the way Fury's come back and performed in that fight, but Wilder, as you said earlier, and rightly so, he performed out of his skin as well. And, and I felt like both of them have fought 
fought to the level of opposition and, and that's shown in that fight and Wilder uh, for me you know he always had that dynamite in his hands and he's shown and he just goes to show that you know when he's, when he's given a chance he'll take it and actually he didn't look as reckless as what I thought no. he would be in that fight I think he was in there with someone who's a better boxer than him you know that there's no shame in that but I think Deontay Wilder also proved last night that he's not just a, he's not just you know a big this fellow who just comes in and windmills you know he's got a bit of bar him and yet maybe it's not the level of Fury but he still put Fury on his back twice he got he, he carries that power literally till till the last second. Yeah, you said that. That's, yeah, that, that's quite rare. I mean, like you know, there's a lot of people who are dangerous for you know five six rounds and then sort of the power fades a little bit. But with him, it, it's it's literally scary from the very opening belt. But yeah, I think his stock risen as uh, rose as well last night. So you know, it'll be interesting to see to see what does happen next year with the pair of them. But yeah, I think the, the um, I don't think we'll see the rematch for one reason or another. The, the heavyweight scene's absolutely buzzing at the moment, and obviously with other yeah. heavyweight fights coming up, it really looks like it's going to be you know a great 2019, and I'm very much excited about seeing where it goes, and both men have walked away. Whilst it wasn't the right result in, in my eyes, they both walked away with their undefeated records, and they were able to go back into the in, into the Lions' den next year for another big fight. The problem they have now, though, is nobody wants to see Wilder fight anyone other than Fury and Joshua. And the same for the other two, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think any should fight Wilder or Fiori, and they only want to see, obviously, the other two fights, you know, Joshua or, or each other. So I think it's, it's exciting times for them three, but it might be hard for everyone else coming through. It's very difficult because there is only a few out there where you actually consider them to be the best, and the three best out there are, are Joshua, are Fury, and Wilder. So you've got your fringe ones behind you, like your, your Chisoras, your, your Whites, like you say, but then you've got the likes of Alexander Usyk moving up, who's, who's been talked about recently a lot about fighting the winner of White Chisora, which I was seeing on Twitter a couple of days ago. So and there you go, as another one that, you know, potentially in another 12 months' time, we could be sat here talking about an Usyk Joshua or even music yeah. fury. I mean, you never, you never know what what. He's the only man I see can threaten them three, in my opinion. I quite like Dillian White. I think he's, you know, he's improved a lot, and he seems like a good fella actually. But I just don't think he can. I just don't think he's on the level of them three, in my opinion. But I mean, Dillian White against Deontay Wilder would be exciting. But yeah, I think Usyk's the only one who can threaten them for me. Yeah. So I've got nothing else to add to, to obviously the immediate impact of this fight other than really what we've discussed. So I did want to use the rest of the episode to really touch on some of the other stuff that did happen last night in America. So we did have obviously the undercard of this and I just want to give a big prop to, to Jason Wellborn because I tell you what, he lasted longer than what I thought he would last night and he gave it a bloody good go against Jarrett Hurd. Yeah, and I think there's, there's no shame in that stoppage. You know, I I thought it. I thought that's the way it will go, and it did. You know, sometimes you just come up against someone who's better than you. And there's no shame in that. No, no, not at all. I, I, I mean, I, I was I was expecting it. I was expecting. It, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And I think a lot of us were, but he, he gave it a good go. Yeah, he did, and you know, fair play to him. He hasn't lost nothing there, Jason Wellborn. You know, his standing back back in the UK remains exactly where it was, if not if not gone up his stock. So yeah, he hasn't lost nothing. And, no, he's just come up against someone who's a, probably the best in that division for me. It will be definitely in the top two. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Joe Joyce picked up the win last night against Joe Hanks. Uh, first round stoppage, which I watched it uh, this morning because I didn't catch that last night and I felt like it's just another tomato can for Joe Joyce to, to knock over. And I understand that they've got to try and build him an American audience, but they need to start stepping him up. The guy, you know, I want to see the guy. I've said it so many times on the on our podcast that 
he, he just needs to be stepped up now. He's obviously got the quality to be in with a lot better operators, and I think he'll he's a, a guy that will fight to the level of opposition as well. And I want to yeah. I want to see him in better fighters and that. For I think he'd agreed for Ortiz, like you know, yeah. Time, we've seen that before, but um, yeah, apparently that. But yeah, as I just I like I think Jojo's a good fighter, but you know he, he's quite tough to watch on the camera, you know, interviewing and stuff. No, he is. He's I don't think he, I don't think he's got that side of the game to him, which is probably unfortunate. But he's he's in his thirties now. Joe Juice he's turned over late, so you know I don't think he'll be hanging around. He needs to have a big fight next. Well, you said about the Ortiz fight. Obviously, there was a bit of a you know face off at the uh, final presser and all the rest of it, and it obviously looks like they're trying to set that up. Um, I think they've, I think there's been a few bits of stuff going around saying that he's going to go next, and obviously Ortiz won also last night, so that would make sense for that fight to happen. Uh, I don't think it would. I don't think it would sell out. I think it'd have to definitely be on the undercard of another big heavyweight fight. To be honest with you, to be able to sell that fight, you know, as maybe. Uh, on the undercard of a big Joshua fight or something like that, or on the undercard of Wilder's next fight or whatever, you know, maybe. But I, got, yeah, I think it's definitely got to be on a on the undercard of a big main event because that 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 wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't sell very many tickets on its own. Again, you know, Joe Joyce, uh, who people call very slow and robotic, against the seventy nine year old Luis Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they'd have a tough sell with the build up. To be honest, you know, I can't imagine Luis Ortiz and Joe Joyce getting into a very. Uh, <laughs> Entertaining argument, can you? <laughs> no. Jesus Christ! So, yeah, um, you know, hopefully it's a good fight, but yeah, they can stuck away on someone's undercard somewhere. <laughs> Uh, oh, we're talking about Stevenson and Gerdvik before, uh, just before we sort of get into the uh, the meat of that. Obviously, you know, here at our podcast, we want to wish uh, th- them all the best, and hopefully, he makes a speedy recovery after he was taken critically ill into hospital after that fight last night. And you know, it's it's never good when these situations happens, and you, you don't expect it. These guys put their lives on the line for for our entertainment, essentially. And when these situations happen, it's, it's shocking, and we've seen the passing of people in the past two three years and it's, it's horrible it's, it's, it's horrible and people forget about the fact that these guys are doing it not only to make money but they're doing it for the entertainment value of people like us sat here, you know you know critiquing fights so i hope he you know i hope he gets well soon but he got soundly beaten last night against gerdvik which i actually thought was going to be the case and i thought gerdvik probably would be the man to dethrone stevenson and he did and it was a pretty decent fight i caught up with that today i thought it was i thought it was good and it was nice to see somebody finally get that WBC crown off him yeah I mean as you said the, mo- the most important thing is that Stevenson recovers you know, the, the fight doesn't really mean much but yeah I think it was a, it was a good performance it was a, a brutal stoppage that I found quite uncomfortable to watch and you know have to find out what, what happened so regardless if he ever boxes again I think as long as he recovers and can live his life then he's had a good career and you know you can not only do nothing but wish the best for him Oh, absolutely. It's uh, obviously we we you know we wish him all the best, and we hope that he does get better soon. And, and you know he's back on his feet. And at the end of the day, the guys, what was he about? Was he thirty eight years old now? I think. Yeah, well, I think he's older than that. You know, I think. Thirty nine, yeah. forty, maybe forty. Actually, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. Uh, I think he's sneaking into his forties. So yeah, it's, it's one of them. It, it wasn't nice to see. And yeah, he's forty one by all accounts. So yeah, it wasn't nice. No, no, it really wasn't. Anything else from last night then, Jordy, other than the the some of the bullshit that we've seen? No, I think I think just like just to reiterate, I think last night was bigger than you know a boxing result. You know that's the overwhelming feeling I've got from it. You know, looking back and listening to everything today, and you know even the way he handled himself in the press conference, you know afterwards and that getting everyone singing and stuff like that. Like you know, it just seemed to me that it was just bigger than boxing yesterday, and it was just. 
you know, it was just Tyson Fury finally putting to bed any problems he's had in his past and as he said in his own words, just being a you know, an idol for people who are going through that stuff to say, Look, you can you know, not everyone's gonna get the chance to, you know, fight for a heavyweight world title and put their problems to bed that way, but it's it's inspiration to everyone to know that, you know, even no matter how low you go, you can always there's always, you know, a way to win and a way to get back on your feet and I think that's what it was about last night and Tyson Fury's quickly become probably the most popular man in the country, if not if not the world. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I, again, I, you know, regardless of the outcome last night, I was really chuffed to see him get near enough back to the old Tyson Fury that beat Klitschko three years ago. And, you know, he was practically there. And I think now it just, like I said earlier, like we've both agreed on, it just sets 2019 up very, very nicely for the heavyweight division. And you know, we, we, we really hope that we get these huge fights next year, whether it be the rematch with Wilder, whether it be Joshua, whether we'll ever get Wilder, Joshua, you know, the, these three fights roaming around. Dillian White's in the mix, like you say. Joe Joyce and Ortiz, I mean, if that happens, what happens with Joe Joyce if he beats Ortiz? Does that propel him straight up there with them? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know whether he's, he's on that level yet or whether he will get to that level. I think he's a good fighter, but, you know, time's not on his side and you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, but I think it's it's going to be difficult for anyone outside the world of Fury and Joshua, uh, you know, apart from music, to sort of break into that. I think uh, Mike Costello, who said he was, I don't know, I I listened to the five live commentary last night rather than the rather than the TV, and he's just he's just a master of commentary. You know, he makes the fight sound even better than it was, and it was a great fight, and he had Andy Lee on there and it was, it was brilliant so if anyone caught that I'm sure they enjoyed it just as much as I did but he made the point saying you know it could just end up a round robin between them three Yeah. you know just fight just fighting each other and you know each fight being bigger than the last so but I think one last point before we do we do fade off is how good is Ben Davison for me in the corner yes. like everyone's the amount of stick that lad's received for absolutely no reason people still giving him stick because he come across quite bad when he had Saunders against Akhavov in Scotland ages ago. And, you know, loads of people saying he he was like a, a pity pick from Fury and just so, you know, he, he wasn't anything on Fury's last trainer. And I think it was wrong. I thought he was brilliant in the corner. I thought his advice was brilliant. I thought just the way he's handled himself in general in all of this, I think it just shows you how bright Ben Davison's future is. I totally agree with you, Jordy. I'm not going to disagree on any of them points because, for me, we were talking about it on the preview episode about Ben Davidson, about where he's come from, where he's got Fury to, what he's done, what experience he had with him in the corner. But I listened, and I can't remember which round it was in, but they got a real good uh, close-up listen of what was going on in the round and that what he was the advice he was giving Fury uh, was, was brilliant. It was, to, you know, to keep doing what he was doing, not to get too greedy, to keep the range that it was at because it was successful. And for me, he obviously knows... He's got his knowledge, he's studied the game, he can constantly studies the game. And, uh, you know, I think from that, that's that's not just risen Tyson Fury's stock, it's definitely risen Ben Davidson's stock as a trainer because for, for him to be able to take a guy like that who was all 10 stone overweight, you know, completely depressed, full of anxiety, to get him back in the gym, to get him back to that fighting fit level and to take him, you know, within inches of that WBC title... You know, only to be stolen from by the judges. Uh, I can't help but get that in at the end, but only to be stolen from the judges. But he's got to get absolutely 110% credit for, for that last night, as well as what Fury did. I think he'll have a queue of fighters who'll want to work with him, put it that way. But at the end of the day, everyone, people talking bad stuff about him is 
you know, it's it's water off a duck's back, really. He's got Fiori's respect. You can see from the corner, Fiori gives him his full attention, and you know he's got Fiori's full respect, and you know that's all that matters. And good luck to Ben Davison. I said I I didn't really like the way people were talking about him for absolutely no reason other than that it was just it was just a lazy way of getting a dig in at, at the whole team Fiori. So yeah, I'm glad he, I'm glad he came across that way, and you know there's no one who can sit there and say. Can say he's a shit trainer, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that. That little agenda can be put to bed now. I totally agree with you, Jordy. Totally agree. So, guys, I think that about wraps it up for our thoughts on Wilder versus Fury, corrupt judges, and also the other fights that was on the card this weekend. So, guys, again, as always, we really appreciate you listening to us, and we really appreciate all your feedback, and thank you for all your comments on Podbean and on iTunes. Keep putting them on there because it really really does help us and it really gets these episodes out there to the wider audiences so as always guys you know where to find us at btr boxing pod on twitter beyond the rope boxing podcast on facebook you can find us on podbean itunes stitcher player fm spotify Castbox. you know where to find us now guys come on get following us get liking get sharing look out for the next episode of legendary nights and a new little special set of episodes that are going to be coming up very very soon thank you guys thank you fight fans see you next time That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.